Hello and welcome to the weekend spread, the Schooner Pods weekly pick'em show. What's so funny? Is that a little much? I think Ty I was the it, only no, one saw, that was seen. I saw your camera, yeah. <laughs> uh, my little dance. We were, just goof, we were just goofing around in the uh, waiting room beforehand. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, anyways, welcome to the weekend spread, the weekly Schooner Pod daily pick show. Uh, I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, we've got Jameson, Maxwell, Ty Lee, and no longer bringing up the poop deck, Boaten Blake, who has moved himself into third place. It's a tight race across the board, folks. In fact, Jameson has uh, squeaked into the lead. Uh, I'm at second, then uh, Blake's third, and Ty's last. So it has been a wild, wild uh, season so far, and uh, this week looks to be just as crazy. But uh, Jameson, congrats on another big week. How are you feeling about your picks? I mean, I'm feeling really good this season. And let it be known that all four of us here are over 500 this season. Yeah. I mean, there's not, I'm not trying to say like we've been doing the hard work, grinding behind the scenes and getting the nice analytics to get us here, but there's not many shows that can say all four of their members right now are above 500, you know, even like radio shows and stuff like that. It's just not common. So it's a pretty cool accomplishment. Uh, get our, give ourselves a good pat on the back. I'm feeling pretty good about this week. And let me just say this that Boco cover, ooh, that. That felt nice. That felt nice last week. <laughs> the second, I, I think maybe what, the second time in history Boko covered on there. It, it only took a Houston Baptist win to get there, but. Houston uh, Christian. Houston. I forgot they changed their name. Uh, anyways, Blake, no longer in last. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. I woke up feeling a little cocky today, you know. Uh, we talked, uh, as you'll hear on the feed before this, talked a little OUTCU, feeling great about that. Feeling great about how I'm picking. Unlike Texas, I am back. Uh, last week, I had kind of like my eyes when I was looking at the spreadsheet on Jameson. I'm like, gotta catch Jameson. Like, we're down three picks. This is bad. Like, this is really bad. Like, you are about to send yourself into the doldrums of having to do the 999 challenge. And I was really depressed because I'm like, Jameson's beating me. Like, we had a lot of different games. And Jameson's beating me. But then I realized the man in the cowboy hat tie Oh, help me out. Help me out, man. The the rivalry with Bobby on the OSU-USC game was perfect. It helped me out so much. Put me in a great mood. I'm ready to keep the momentum going this week. There you go. There you go. Ty, you, you, you slipped into last. You're not necessarily doing bad. You know, 23 and 22 is not atrocious. But how are you feeling? How are we, how are we going to rebound this week? Yeah, it, so it was all on one week. That's how fast things can can change. So I, I think it's, it, just to clarify, they, you and Jameson both have 25 wins. Uh, and Jameson is in the lead because he has 19 losses. You have 20 because the way that our, our pick system works with our, our one extra pick pot of greed per season and, and the way things have panned out so far. Blake and I are in the same situation. I have one more loss than he does thanks to pulling a, an extra pick with Notre Dame when everyone thought they couldn't lose, uh, including everyone else. I was just the one foolish enough to tie my fate to it on the podcast. So unfortunately, I've had to learn my lesson with Notre Dame the hard way. And then last week, you know, it was just a, a very, very, very down week. I was bamboozled by some people that, uh, you know, shouldn't have been bamboozled by Clemson, got us all. And then uh, Tennessee, uh, just atrocious backdoor cover situation where they really had it and should have had it. And then uh, 
I I tried to do something crazy with my SMU take against uh, TCU, that and that one also burned me. Yeah, and tough. then uh, USC also failed me as they've been uh, carrying me through the season. So I got what I deserved for playing the the bad guy card and picking with USC. But uh, it was great content with with uh, that rivalry game and Bobby picking Oregon State. So I uh, that was my only under five hundred weeks so far. So still above 500 as a total, but yeah, a, a week of three and seven uh, will certainly get you down. But that's how fast fates and fortunes can change on this spread that we're about to get into. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's that's the thing that got, got that USC pick could not have gone worse because not only did USC not cover, but then they kind of snuck out a win. So you didn't get the fun schadenfreude of USC losing, uh, but your your pick lost. So yeah, my, even not USC, I don't, it's a weird, I just some sort of weird psychological thing, I guess, even if it's, you know, not actually betting, just betting for the game. If the team that I've picked to cover, isn't going to cover, then they better lose. I thought the worst (laughs) case scenario is if they win, but they don't cover. Cause it's like, they've, they've screwed me and they're going home and feeling happy about it. Like I, I need them to do like Virginia Tech did and just lose spectacularly. Another one that burned me uh, partially because I didn't know which way to go. And then you guys just sort of led me astray. So yeah, fair enough. How dare they be happy when, when our bet didn't hit what the hell, but anyways, let's dive into well, this. Virginia thing. Tech was not happy. No, they were very unhappy. I was more talking about like Clemson, for example, you know, but anyways, let's dive into our slate. Start out with a ranked matchup between Wake Forest and Florida state. The Seminoles favored by seven. All lines provided by our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, of course. Use promo code TPPN, and uh, it's going to be pretty good, so definitely do that. But anyways, let's start this thing out. Jameson, as the leader in the clubhouse, you get the first pick on this matter. Who do you got? This one's tough for me. I was sending you the lines, and I was like, what's the deal here? Wake Forest has played Clemson extremely tough, and now they're a seven-point dog. Things aren't adding up. And I feel like in the past, whenever we see these lines, like things just aren't adding up lines. Like, oh, always pick the opposite of what you're thinking because it's weird for a reason. Baylor's line was extremely weird last week, and we picked Baylor, and it worked out. I understand there's a lot of hype with Florida State this year, um, and especially with that LSU game and everything that went down. I just like Wake Forest. Um, no, they're playing away. Ooh, I don't like Wake Forest away. Ooh, I might pick Florida State. I might just talk myself out of it right on the stream because Wake Forest just has that swagger at home. But being in Tallahassee might change things. Ooh, I'm going Florida State. I just completely pivoted right here. There you go. We have a pivot. But it, look, I, I feel that because I've been kind of out on Florida State this whole season. I've been big on Wake for a long time. But here's the thing. I keep getting bit by Florida State over and over again. Obviously on the weekend spread. Uh, but also... <laughs> you know, in my stuff with multiplicity, you know, I've faded them several times and it always, it never works. So I I have no choice, but decide with the Seminoles at home. I guess they're back. I I don't know. I don't feel very confident in this. I feel like I just need to ride with them and lose with them to get this off my back so I can just feel free to pick whoever I want. But um, I guess Florida state minus seven. I don't like it, but uh, I got, I got, I got to flip the script somehow. 
Like, oh, dang it. I thought it was going to be an island boy on this one. I thought all the suckers were going to take Wake. I knew Bobby has the affinity for the demon deacons. I thought Jameson, maybe I was really excited when he was talking up Wake a little bit, but then realized where it's being played. I'm on Florida State. I do not like Wake, and last week I think it was very impressive just considering last year how bad they got blown out by Clemson, but my god does this does this Wake defense just any competent team, they are auto-allowing over 400 yards, and teams can score against them, and I don't like that because I'm not thinking as a gambler, if Sam Hartman and that offense comes out cold, you're done. You're done because that defense automatically at the start of the day is not stopping anything. And so I don't like the fact that I have to rely on Wake's offense every single week in order to cover a bet. And also just like a little bit of hope on the Florida State side. I think Jordan Travis has played really good this year. I honestly like how they've been battle-tested so far. I like that they, like Boston College, kind of a scrub in the ACC, but LSU, Louisville, who have, like, Louisville, although they're down, they have a dynamic elite quarterback in Malik Cunningham, and I like how they're able to play in those close games, beat in road environments. I'm going to take Florida State here. I thought I was going to be alone on that one, but I really like what I'm seeing down in Tallahassee. Fair enough. Ty, who you got? Yeah, so I'm also going with Florida State here. I don't – it's still yet to be seen whether or not this one will be will be played, obviously with the, the hurricane going on down there. Florida State not expected to really be right in the, the big impact zone, but they have canceled classes uh, from yesterday through Friday. So uh, this one they've announced is still on, but maybe up in the air. If it does happen, I think there is uh, maybe an advantage to Florida State uh, post-disaster post game, something like that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, is it how is it affecting their, their play and, and everything else? You know, the, certainly some of the players have families that maybe they're they're concerned about or, or it's interfering with their ability to practice. Who knows? So there are other things at play that I think would lead people to fade Florida state here. I've never been on the wake forest train. So I kind of had Florida state from the start, but uh, what you guys are saying is sort of reaffirming my beliefs and then uh, barring a, an, an act of God, so to speak, I think Florida state gets the cover in this one. If it's played. Fair enough. Fair enough. Everybody on the Seminoles. Moving on, we have Kentucky heading to Ole Miss, who's favored by seven. And and Ty, is Ole Miss favored? Like, like, here's the thing. Ole Miss is behind Kentucky in the top 25. Something's going on here. Is it because Ole Miss is wearing real tree uniforms this weekend? Is that why Ole Miss is favored? Who do you got here? I absolutely hate Ole Miss uniforms for this week. The helmet thing looks just not good. It looks bad. It looks. Disagree. I know some people. Some people like them. Some people like them. I've seen people call them uh, course cans. I've seen uh, <laughs> someone called it a like a futuristic bathroom from 2002 or something that someone had like sponge painted. Uh, it's like if. Yeah, I I am not a fan of them. They just look they look dirty. They look sort of like scratched up. It looks like you took a blue helmet and then just applied improperly a single coat of silver spray paint and then 
uh, played a game in it. So I'm not a fan of them. Some people like them. But I think that Ole Miss is getting the favor here uh, because sort of a, I don't know if recency bias is, is the correct term, but sort of historical bias. Not that these two have that significant of a series together, but it's Ole Miss is in the SEC West and Kentucky is not known for being very competent at football. So we've talked about the, the depth of the SEC East and obviously we saw a surprising results. Well, surprising to some uh, in, in the past this season when Kentucky defeated Florida, but I think there, I think it's very reasonable that you guys are going to be taking Kentucky. I don't think I'm going to be an Island boy here. I think maybe one more might side with me, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Rebs in this one even though I have spoken down on their uniform choices, unfortunately graphic design uh, is not what determines winning the game. And even if it were, I don't really like Kentucky's either. So give me the Rebs minus seven at home against the University of Kentucky, I think through the Derbies, something like that. <laughs> That's funny. Blake, who do you got? That would be a better name for them. Something pretty cool. related would be cool. It's better than the Wildcats. Everybody's a Wildcat. I think Kentucky is the most overrated piece of trash that we have in college football right now. I think this oh program, God. it really is. It's like they were successful last year, and I get it because Mark Stoops has taken Kentucky where they haven't gone before, but I am not a believer in Will Levis, and the one thing I've seen this year is every single time they play a bad team, they cannot separate them to save their life. Honestly, Vandy performed better against NIU than... Kentucky, and Kentucky wasn't even, like, Vanderbilt had to go on the road to NIU to play that game. I don't like Kentucky whatsoever. I think they are overrated. I think college football writers are like, oh, yeah, they bring back a lot. Oh, yes, Will Levis, he's a solid quarterback. They're really not that good. They're Like, once they play elite talent, like, Ole Miss, I don't think is elite, but they got pieces. Like, Zach Evans, a former TCU running back, incredible. Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg, you got a lot of pieces on the offensive end. I know somebody behind me is going to mention the fact, oh, they struggled against Tulsa. I think Tulsa's a pretty solid team. It's going to be a look-ahead spot, but... I don't value Kentucky like everybody else, and that kind of makes me admit that Florida is probably not that good, but I will admit that to prove to the fact that Kentucky is an overrated piece of trash. Give me Ole Miss. I'll take any points you give me. I'm taking them. Okay, damn. Wow. Uh, a lot of strong emotions on uh, Kentucky, who I, I kind of like, and I, I get that. I, I will I will agree with you on this, Blake. I do not think they're as good as people think. Um on that on that same end, I'm not really huge on Ole Miss as well. And because of that, you know, I I, I one, I like Kentucky more than I like Ole Miss. And two, I like having points rather than uh, giving up seven points. So I think Kentucky plus seven here is uh, a good play. It's a play that I like and it's a play I'm going with. Um I think Ole Miss, you know, they're all right. They're not bad, but I, I, I think um, I think Kentucky is definitely a step up. I think they're definitely uh, the second best team in the SEC East at this point, if you ask me. So, um, yeah, give me Kentucky plus seven. Yeah, I can see why you're saying that, Bobby, but here's the thing. Ole Miss, you can tell really i feel like hasn't put their foot on the gas in their, you know, neck uh, and their foot on people's throats this season so far everyone's going to point to the Tulsa score 
and they're going to look at that and they're like, oh, they played Tulsa close. Ole Miss scored 28 points in the second quarter, then just didn't score for the rest of the game. Is that because they were looking ahead? They were being too complacent? It could be that, and that could be a negative, but I view it as they just have so much talent on offense that I feel like they could just run away with this game. Um, Will Levis makes a couple mistakes here and there like he's been tended to do. He can throw interceptions. That's probably the weakest part of his game. And Ole Miss might not turn back the way that their offense is. Jackson Dart, and you mentioned Zach Evans, Blake, but he's not even the starting running back for Ole Miss. Like yeah, Judkins because he's injured right playing. now. He's, he's injured right now. He's come back. From he's, he's, he's playing. He's still playing, though. So what I'm trying to say is they have a two-headed monster running back right now if Zach Evans is your backup, and the, Judkins has been putting up good numbers. I like Ole Miss here, minus seven. Yeah. And I will say, Ole Miss hasn't really played anyone. I think their best, uh, the best team they played is arguably Troy, uh, Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as big on Tulsa as uh, Blake is, but anyways, let's and move also, on. Just another a little nugget no, on that ahead. game. Ole Miss, uh, Lane Kiffin did call out the fan base today, saying they're not showing up to games, they're not being loud, and that players are taking notice when they're running out of the tunnel, and it just feels like there's no energy in that building. A lot of people would hate that. I like that. I like I like that he's calling them out. I think people are going to be really hyped for this game. I, it's another reason why I love Ole Miss even more. A good call out the fan base game, usually pretty good. Next up, we have NC State traveling to Clemson. It's a top 10 matchup. Um, Jameson, who do you got here? Uh, Tigers favored by six and a half. Uh, fresh off uh, a narrow, narrow victory uh, against Wake Forest. I don't know. How are you feeling about this line? I'm struggling with it. I think this one's the hardest one for me on this whole slate. The uh, six and a half, it, it taunts you, honestly. It makes you feel like you want to pick the Clemson part even more. But I feel like NC State can cover it. But the way that NC State played Texas Tech last week just doesn't convince me. I feel like they had so many moments to capitalize. They just weren't good at finishing. And that worries me. I understand NC State covered. Um, but I just felt like they weren't finishing off Texas Tech with the opportunities they were giving them. And you won't have as many opportunities versus a team like Clemson. This one's really, really hard. I'm going to go Clemson, even though they disappointed us last week by missing the two-point conversion and not get the cover. But if people pick NC State here, I completely get it. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a tight game. And I don't think – I honestly – I feel like NC State isn't good enough to win it. If that's – I know that's – and that's crazy because I'm picking them. I think it's going to be a narrow game. I think it's going to be a defensive game. And I think it all comes down to if – NC State can contain DJ Ui Lungale, um, who, you know, really opened up that Wake Forest game through his legs. Now, NC State held our guy, Donovan Smith, Jameson's guy, Donovan Smith, to negative nine rushing yards. Uh, and I think that's a factor. And if they can do that again um, and really kind of contain DJ, make him throw the ball, uh, to try to win that game. This can be a really solid, sloppy defensive performance. I got NC State plus six and a half here. Um, I think it's going to be a just just a, a slobber knocker of a game. So uh, I like the Wolfpack to cover. Maybe not to win, but I think it's going to be pretty close. 
Yep, I'm joining you, Bobby. I came on this podcast early on when we were doing the weekend spread previews, and one of the best bets I gave out was take some NC State plus, like, I think it's like 400 or 500 to win the ACC, and I'm still not backing off of that. I don't, like, the good thing... I will say about NC State is they've done a really good job at limiting the run. They did a incredible job versus that versus Texas Tech and basically made them beat or try to beat them through the air. They weren't able to. They covered. So that defense does inspire a lot of hope for me. Uh, the offense is something out of like the 1920s or 1930s. Like slinging Sammy Baugh is basically Devin Leary at this point. Like this the offense looks bad. Like, uh, Dave Doran, great coach, like, gets NC State solid every single year, but honestly, that offense is so ugly. They don't really move the ball well, but I'm hoping maybe, maybe a little hurricane rolling in or something, make it a little weird, and I'm gonna take the points in this one. I'm gonna stand by my preseason take. I like NC State to upset Clemson. I think I like DJU having to beat you through the air. Like, I love being in that situation just because I don't think he's a good quarterback. I talked about earlier, I don't think Wake's a very good defense. So, give me NC State plus some points, and I might sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Yeah, what do you think, Ty? All right. Yeah, Bobby has left in protest of Blake's uh, take there, even though I think Bobby agreed with him. So, I'm looking at this one, and I am not a DJ Uyelungale fan uh, as a as a quarterback. I think he's like, if you somehow took Dylan Gabriel and made him worse, which you'd have to do by like hacking or something, because it's not even possible uh, to be worse than Dylan Gabriel is. Uh, but this Clemson team, as we have seen, uh, has been putting up a lot of points. I think it, you hear a lot of people, you know, speaking ill of their quarterback situation and and how he hasn't panned out. Really, I think maybe unrealistic expectations are a big uh, thing to play. But you think of Clemson last year, and it was their defense constantly bailing him out. Uh, this year, they've been putting up points in all of their games. So I think the, the lowest they've scored this year is, is 35. And I know that this is a terrible, terrible, terrible way to look at things and evaluate them. But this is an NC State team that barely, barely beat East Carolina to open the season. Obviously, the season opener uh, is one thing, and that is a, a sort of a rivalry game, uh, which is a sort of a neat thing within the state of North Carolina, just playing a bunch of rivalry games uh, to open the season. But NC State barely squeaking by an ECU team that lost to uh, my atrocious Navy midshipmen uh, certainly concerns me when I look at the fact that Clemson has at least been tested now by not a, a team of NC State's caliber level, but having a big shootout with Wake Forest, I think really prepares them uh, for this game in a way that NC State hasn't really been tested. I know a lot of people can point to that Texas Tech win, but I mean, I, I think everyone, if you excluded the the, the anomaly with, with Texas, uh, know how you stand on Texas Tech. So I will be taking... Clemson minus six point five. I had that whole time no idea what Ty was gonna pick. <laughs> Zero idea. Well, I had I had a tight, you know, thing to drop and pick Clemson, and then Bobby's connection started going away, and I was trying to it's, sort of 
string us out a little bit. My my computer is just freaking out on <coughs> me can, here. I can it's, tell you. It's, it's charging on. It's charging off. I, I'm I, I hate it. I'm freaking out. But not really. We're we're composed here. So, anyways, let's move on to the Alabama Crimson Tide heading to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Alabama favored by 17 and a half. Tide? Is that too much uh too much too many points for the tide? Yeah, so this one I actually wanted to just mute myself and then make one of you read my take in the private chat, but I figured that would be really bad uh, for the podcasting format. And we love our podcast listeners who are hopefully listening with Raycon headphones, uh, promo code TPPN. Uh, but when I look at this minus 17.5 line for the Alabama Crimson Tide, of course provided by DraftKings, promo code also TPPN, uh, I, I I don't even – Arkansas does not even deserve the respect of an analysis for this game. Uh, they are so beyond undeserving of even being on the same field. Uh, this will be a home game for Alabama. Give me the Crimson Tide, minus 17.5. I would take the Crimson Tide, minus 35 in this one, against this atrocious – garbage Whoa. team it's like if you took mizzou <laughs> and changed their branding you would get the arkansas running pigs give me the crimson tide <laughs> the arkansas running pigs i'm sorry the uncooked glizzies uncooked but they're about glizzies. to be they're about to be cooked this weekend by nick wow. saban and his barbecue boys all right all right uh blake how do you think Ar- do you think arkansas responds from the oink doink gets a cover against Alabama here. I don't think so. And I'll give Arkansas their props. At least I thought Arkansas very much should have covered last game. They outplayed a and M in about every facet of that game and just made some really dumb and stupid mistakes that just like a and M has a good enough defense that they don't allow many points. And like when you do a three sixty handoff, uh, fumble return for a touchdown, like, that kind of ends up being the game changer. But uh, Arkansas came out early, then went uh, was up 14-0, went flat. But the one thing that I've seen over Arkansas this entire year is they rely so much on the run. I know we talked about it going into the season, but, like, my God, does KJ Jefferson not really pass the ball that much. Like, looking at his stats, the best one, uh, the best, like, passing game he's had— so far was 223 yards versus Cincinnati, and the rest have been in the hundreds. So they're very much relying on the run. And Alabama, I don't think is a as elite as some of the Alabama teams in the past are, which a non-elite Alabama team means they're still number one or number two in the nation. But the one thing they do really well on defense is stop the run. They went into a hostile environment in Texas, were able to stop Bijan Robinson, one of the premier backs in the nation, and didn't allow him to dictate the game whatsoever. Made Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers try to beat him. And so I don't like Arkansas being a one-dimensional team against a good coach like Nick Saban. That seems really dicey to me. I know 17 and a half points is a lot to lay. And with the hook there too, that's a little nasty, but... I just don't I don't know how Arkansas can game plan to beat this Alabama defense. Fair hey, that's fair. And I, I will say this. I think 17 is too much. I I don't know. I have this inner I have this feeling that Alabama on the road 
just they aren't they aren't quite who they are. And not only that, but I don't think this Alabama team is that same type of Alabama team we've seen in the past that goes in absolutely murders you. I, I I just I'm not getting that feeling. I'm getting that you know that 2021 feeling where they're pretty good, but they have to kind of squeak out games, and it just doesn't work. And, and I think to me the biggest things is are the biggest thing is I, I'm just I'm so out on Bill O'Brien as their OC, and I think Pete Goulding is not very good. Um, I think this is the type of game where they can walk into Fayetteville, play a scrappy game, get a win, but 17 and a half I think is too much. Arkansas, um, especially I think on defense, will do a really good job of exploiting uh, Alabama's kind of issues on the O-line. They're the leading team in the SEC in sacks right now. Uh, and Alabama, you know, that's not great. If they get some energy going, punch Alabama in the mouth early, I, I definitely could see this being a game that stays close. I think the Tide win, but I think Arkansas gets a 17 and a half point cover. Just too many points. And not only that, but that hook kind of freaks me out. So uh, I got I got the hogs here. See, I was going to agree with you earlier today. Whenever I first looked at the line, I said, I can see Arkansas backdoor covering this or keeping it close. Um, but then I wanted to make sure with this because I just it's just hard for me to pick against Alabama and these betting lines because I just feel stupid whenever they come out and blow the spread away by 10, 15, 20 points in some instances. So I started looking at it some more, and I was like, what is Arkansas's team good at? And I came to the same thing that Blake was talking about, the run game. I think Arkansas opens up their whole offense at the run game, but you know I understand Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt is similar play style. They open up their game with a run game with a running quarterback, and then that Texas game too. Um, I just don't see um, Arkansas being two-dimensional. I just feel like that if their run game gets stopped, they're going to get stuck. So I think Alabama wins by 21 here. Okay. Dang. Dang. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to our next game. The two upset heroes of the uh, irate eight. We have the Texas Tech Red Raiders traveling to the Little Apple to take on the Kansas State Wildcats. K-State favored by eight and a half. Jameson, who you feeling uh, in the battle of the upset uh, upsetters, upset tears? I don't know. Who do you got? Okay. Um People are going to be overhyping Texas Tech. It's just as simple as that. They beat Texas. And, you know, you look at the FPI. FPI had Texas as a top 10 team. And look what Texas Tech did. Wow, wow. Let's not let's not buy into that hype too much. K-State's also going to have hype. They just went into Norman, beat us. Um, but people are still going to be a little cautious because what they saw versus Tulane. I think Tulane, they clearly were not paying attention to that game. And they completely looked past it. Now that they have the momentum and they beat OU, I don't think they're going to be looking past another game. Um, I think they go and smack Texas Tech in the face, win by double digits. Fair enough. And man, I I would love to be all on it, all, all on that, mainly because I think I think this K State team is really really good, but they always have that letdown right after a big OU a big OU win. This this first game always lets me lets you down. I'm going to go with the Red Raiders on the road, eight and a half. Um, and I know this is a weird turnaround because I've all, always obviously been on K-State, been fading Texas Tech. But there's something to me about Joey McGuire and that, that speech he gave afterwards where I'm like, this is a team that's going to keep this game close. I think they have that energy. I think K-State always gets a little bit, you know, they always, uh, you know, 
they always like to smell their own shit a little bit after a win like that. And I think, uh, I think tech keeps it close, covers the eight and a half. They always just have a weird way of letting down. So give me Texas tech plus eight and a half. Yeah, this is just a gross matchup in so many ways. It's a gross number, eight and a half. You're like, what are you going to do with that number? I don't like either one of these teams. I think Tech is got really lucky last week, had a lot of things go their way. I think Kansas State wasn't lucky. I think they actually played a really good game, came out, and I thought like really commanded that game in a way that I... Actually, I was about to say I didn't see, but I did see coming because I was the only one who chose Kansas State on the weekend spread last week. But I might have to side with Bobby, or not Bobby, Jameson here. I like the eight and a half. It's just, tech, you have to rely on Donovan Smith to get you everything. They are such one-dimensional side on offense, and I understand K-State's kind of the same way, but at least Adrian Martinez, like, he kind of had his pass last week where he'd scramble out about to run. OU defender comes up and he just throws some like ugly duck intermediate pass to like some open tight end across the middle. I I think I like Kansas State here. I'm not very confident at all. I'll go Adrian Martinez. I'll go with Deuce Vaughn. I'll go with kind of the more experienced guys here. Don't bet this game. Just don't bet. Just kind of sit back and watch it. But don't bet this game. It's too ugly. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I really don't like it either. Ty, who do you got? Look, what happened was all all offseason, Texas Tech has, last season, they found themselves sort of imprisoned near the bottom of the Big 12, trapped on, on sort of an island of desperation, so to speak. This is the situation that, that Texas Tech was in. And they looked around and they said, what do we have around us? They, they saw a bunch of cactuses. Uh, they saw a bunch of birds. Why they need birds will become apparent uh, for, for the rest of this evaluation. And uh, they saw presumably some sort of Walmart uh, in Lubbock as well. I, I assume there's a Walmart in Lubbock. So what they did was they went to the Walmart and they got themselves some glue and they mixed up a sort of a glue paste. And then they went and they captured some of the birds and they plucked them of their feathers and, and they adorned their arms with feathers to create these wings. And then they climbed atop a cactus. And what did they do? They looked right at the sun and they leapt. And boy, did they fly. They flew right on to a win against Texas. But much like young Icarus, Texas Tech is now ventured too close to the sun. That is very hot this year. It's still 90 degrees. We're like done with September. I assume it's also hot in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, I actually don't even know what part of Texas that's in. I think it is a suburb of Waco. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I assume it is also hot and sunny there in Lubbock, Texas, Texas where they have the cacti, uh, which is plural for cactus. Uh, but yeah, much like young Icarus, the sun will melt the glue and the feathers will fall off and they will crash and burn. Give me the Kansas State Wildcats minus eight and a half. I think... Texas Tech's good part of the year is done for. They've, they've peaked already uh, with their Texas win, and uh, now they're going to be reliving those glory days uh, when Blake, they beat Texas. Blake, I was waiting for him to say that whole story about Texas Tech flying too close to him, and he's going to be like, and that's why I choose Texas Tech to, to cover this game. 
Go forward. Ty's all over the place yeah. tonight. He's been a wild card. He just kind of lulls you into a nice little story, and you have no idea where he's. Well, going that's to what I did. I didn't do it last week, and look what happens. I got to. I got to turn up the misdirection. I love it. I love it. So second straight island boy for me. So I'm feeling the heat. That's great. Love to see that. But uh, you know who also might be flying close to the sun here? The Kansas Jayhawks, who are undefeated 4-0 and hosting the Iowa State Cyclones, who are favored by three. Okay, this isn't right. Uh, no, this isn't right. Sorry, let me fix this. That's right. Yeah, the Kansas Jayhawks hosting. So, um, Ty. Do you think uh, Kansas keeps the miracle run going, or do you think uh, stops now? You don't need to do the Icarus. Model no, I again. don't. No. <laughs> so what happened was Kansas looked around and they saw Walmart. No, um, I I have no reasoning for this whatsoever, other than like just basic like roulette player fallacy of like trying to bet against the trying to like predict the trends. You know, you never. When, when you're playing roulette, they say never bet against the uh, the trend. Just keep going. If it keeps hitting blue for this one, uh, keep going blue. But I'm going to I'm gonna go with – I'm going to put it on red here. I think Iowa State uh, <laughs> literally for no reason other than like there's no way. There's just this no way that Kansas – Kansas is just going to continue. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's no way. There's no way Surely. Kansas is going to continue. And you know what? If they do – and I'm not sure – to preface this, I'm not trying to hedge this. I would love for them to win. I think it would be hilarious, but I fear, I fear having to do the 999 at the end of the season. So uh, every win counts. I'm going with Iowa State here, although I would love, I hope Kansas wins uh, just straight up. God forbid Kansas covers and doesn't win. That would be worst case scenario. Give me Iowa State. Matt Campbell is a coward. Okay, I love it. Blake, who do you got? Yeah, I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but I think I'm going to go Iowa State as well. Um, I was Iowa State last week. I was on an island there, loss versus Baylor. I didn't. I was able to watch the game, obviously, because it was at 11 a.m. during the TCU game. But uh, from what I've heard, it's just like they had a cheap targeting call in the beginning, took out one of the best defenders, and kind of the rest was history. That Baylor was kind of able to do do with what their talent whatever they pleased on iowa state and so i still really like this iowa state defense and that's the one thing i look at kansas and i'm like kansas hasn't played a really good defense like they have carved up duke and houston and west virginia like those are good schools like i think west virginia is the better of the defense like defenses but even then I just, I, I feel like th this is a mirage. This can't, we cannot have a 5-0 Kansas. That just doesn't make sense in the simulation, the college football simulation. It just feels very, very wrong. I think Iowa State has done a great job this year limiting the run, and Kansas has gotten a lot, a lot on the run. Granted, it's from their quarterback, which is a little bit different. You're not really planning for the run, but... I still like Iowa State here. I think Matt Campbell's a decent enough coach. Bounce back. I'm going to take the three, give it the Cyclones. That's fair. That's fair. But you know what? I'm going to continue to ride with our boys, uh, the, K the Kansas Jayhawks. And, you know, look, I, I just feel like the energy is different down there. I feel like there's some real momentum, and I feel like there's actually a chance that they reach that Oklahoma game undefeated. Uh, looking up, you have Iowa State, you have TCU. 
both at home. Uh, I feel like, oh. uh, look, <laughs> look, they sold oh. out. <laughs> I'm just saying they, they sold out their stadium. There's an, there's just a, a different feeling to this Kansas team. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Eventually, they're going to lose. They're probably going to lose this season. I just don't want to be, you know, right when it hits. I, I don't want to get off at the right time. I want to keep rolling with the Jayhawks. I love the energy. Look at the little guy. I have to keep going with it. And so because of that, I'm rolling with Kansas plus three at home. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like the linesmen just haven't adjusted yet. I think they're legit. I think uh, I mean, I think they're, they're I think Jalen Daniels is actually a really good, really just talented quarterback. And I'm just saying it. I think Kansas keeps the momentum going, gets the win. Jameson. If- if Jalen Daniels was on any other team that wasn't the reputation of Kansas, he'd be talking about the number one Heisman right now. And it wouldn't even be like a joke. It'd be Lamar Jackson-esque uh, the way like the, they'd be talking about him. He's played amazing. And trust me, I've enjoyed this Kansas run. I've been riding on them the past couple weeks ever since you put up the little wide-eyed, long-leg Kansas Jayhawk. And it just melted my heart. Um. And I was really hoping everyone was going to pick Iowa State because I have to get off now. I really have to. And it's just so sad. I have to pick Iowa State. I really do. I just, Kansas played good and they were really flashy and they had all these sexy plays last week. But versus Duke, I feel like they just didn't run away with them versus the, like, they should have really handily beat Duke if they're going to put up a fight and beat a team like Iowa State coming this weekend. Um, I agree with Blake. Iowa State looked like a really good football team last week, and um, just a lot of things didn't go their way. I think Iowa State um, wins here by six in a, a fun game to watch, but an absolute sad one for me um, watching the Jayhawks ride go down. Well, well, I, I can't say I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed, boys, but it's all good. I'm going to ride with my Jayhawks till it falls off. Even if that makes me a triple Island boy, uh, sweating a little bit over here. That's okay. Hey everybody. It's Bobby Howard. And before we start the show, I just kind of want to talk to y'all for a second. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of college football preview podcasts and you know, it's, it's really been great. It's gotten me hyped for the season. And one reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon's give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycon's are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. You know, I really like the versatility of Raycons. If you're really wanting to lock in, really just immerse yourself in what you're doing, that is where the noise isolation feature comes in. Just block everything out. It's great. But you know what? Sometimes you can't just, you know, shell yourself off. So that's where you go to awareness mode, where you can have some audio come in. You can do errands. You can act like a normal human being and uh, still listen to what you want. So I feel like that's actually pretty great. The Raycons really are great, though, whenever I'm not editing the podcast. Just kick back, listen to some red dirt. Feels like you're right in the middle of Kane's ballroom. It's great. I love it. So 
Look, if you want to be like me, jump on the Raycon train. Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN to score 15% off. One more time, that is buyraycon.com slash TPPN. Use promo code TPPN15. That's TPPN15. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Let's move on to our next game. The West Virginia Mountaineers travel to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns. Horns favored by nine and a half. And uh, Jameson, is it starting to, I don't know. What's the vibe going on at Texas? Gosh, dang it, ESPN. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I, it's always, uh, yes, let's, let's, let, let me, let me, let me talk about thing? What Let do you me talk about, about Texas and West Virginia, What's going Bobby. On? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have been the biggest supporter of West Virginia in this group. I have seemed to pick them, you know, in that Pittsburgh game when no one else did. Uh, even though that was a push, I still think West Virginia should deserve that cover. And then obviously the Thursday night game versus Virginia Tech whenever y'all laughed at me. And then y'all were laughing at yourselves after Virginia Tech got absolutely pummeled. I like Texas here to cover. They're coming. They're they're going to be at home. And they're off of a big loss versus Texas Tech. I feel like we've seen this a lot, even in the years where Texas goes like six and six or five and seven or whatever. Um, they have these big letdown games, and then they come out and punch an inferior opponent in the face. And you're like, "Oh, Texas is going to be fine. They're going to be totally fine." And then they let it down again. I think we are on the uptick of Texas right now, but there will be a downtick very soon. So I'm going to take Texas nine and a half. Yeah, this is tricky because I have been fading the hell out of West Virginia, but that Texas, or sorry, that uh, Virginia Tech game completely hit me in the mouth. I didn't see that. And I should have seen it coming because they have looked pretty damn good at times. They have looked good on the road. But I just, I don't know. That Texas team just looks vulnerable to me. They just don't look right. But at the same time, I just, I, I think a bounce back is coming. I think their performance. I convinced you, Tech, it seems. I can tell you that my argument has convinced you a little bit. No, no, I was always on the horns. I was. Because here's the thing, that Texas Tech game was more of a collapse than it was um, just flat out losing. You know, I, I, I feel like um, that was a situation where it really just got out of hand quick. Um, but I think this Texas team at home will get the job done, get a cover against West Virginia. Um, you know, nine and a half seems easy to me, easy enough for me for, uh, for them to get the cover. I don't love this number. I don't love this game at all. But uh I like the horns here to, to get a win, but I will say if Neil Brown 
goes in Austin and takes a, takes a win here. Whoa. Uh, it, that seat's going to be pretty hot entering uh, red river for uh, Steve Sarkeesian. You got to feel so maybe not hot, hot, but like pretty toasty. Like, what do you feel about this? Yeah, I don't feel confident about this game, but I'm joining y'all. I just think West Virginia, like, I kind of overrated Virginia Tech last week, and I think I was just relying on that home atmosphere. I thought, honestly, Grant Wells was going to be a lot better, and when I was watching the game, Virginia Tech was going well, and then when I turned it off and had to do other things, they collapsed, so I'm going to blame it on that, but I just, there's something about, like, that Kansas game versus West Virginia, they're really susceptible to the run. They're really susceptible to a mobile quarterback. I hope they use Hudson Card and scramble him out a little bit more. I think B. John Robinson is really good. And, like, I like a guy of that caliber that's really motivated to, like, show that he's still elite. Because I know, like, it, he, he was carrying around the football around campus in the practice facility all weekend long, daring people to strip him because he is so upset with himself. And so... I think this Texas team is overrated. I think coming in, they have a lot of pieces. They're very flashy, but they haven't, like, Sarkeesian hasn't shown that he's very successful in conference, but I just feel like they have such an overwhelming advantage to this West Virginia team that I can't back the, I, like, I cannot go against the Longhorns here. Give me Texas. Fair enough. Ty, who do you got? Yeah, so you guys said West Virginia has played good on the road. The farthest they've gone is a three-hour bus ride to just northern virginia so i i don't know if we can really compare that i know the pit atmosphere uh was was certainly crazy probably crazier than austin is going to be able to produce uh but that was a a very very close trip for them and they lost that one so i really don't i i don't see any reasonable we're talking about a team that let Kansas put up 55 on them and then and then lost to them and as of right now that looks pretty good they only lost to the leading team in the Big 12 but I think certainly and I know I've been burned on on uh Texas picks uh so far in the season but I think certainly uh minus nine and a half I think Texas has that in them at home against this West Virginia team uh if I get burned on this one I have no explanation whatsoever. If I get burned on that one, then then uh, Texas better actually look at firing Sark if they don't win this one by ten. Well, not only that, but at least you would be burned with the rest of us. So, anyways, yeah. Moving on, we have the Oklahoma State Cowboys traveling to the banks of the Brazos to take on the Baylor Bears, who are favored by two and a half. Um, Ty, uh, OSU has looked kind of weird this season; hasn't really been tested. How do you feel like they uh, do against Baylor? Yeah, so this OSU team this year so far has reminded me of of a gentleman that lived long ago in in the nation of Spain. This is not a Formula One reference, uh, but this man lived long ago in the nation of Spain, and and he was an avid reader, and he read many many books about the knights of old and and he really fell in love with chivalry and and he felt that he was wronged and he wanted to go and show that he was a knight of old this is the oklahoma state they have been wronged by ou by leaving the conference in their eyes they have been wronged and disrespected and 
the national media and in their team, and they feel that they're this knight of old. And this knight of old, this man, his name was Don Quixote, and uh, he was insane. He he became a bandit, <laughs> uh, and then eventually his friends found him and captured him and and put him in a cage, and and all sorts of other madness ensues. It's in fact, I believe, still the longest book ever written. So do not go read it. But if you do, uh, you will read about this Oklahoma State team. So give me Baylor minus two and a half. I think that the home atmosphere in a college station is is going to be worth at least a point. <laughs> and then uh, I think from there, uh, just the sheer boredom and uh, lack of things to do in Waco, uh, where Baylor is actually located, will bore this Oklahoma State team. Uh, to death because at least in Stillwater, they have Eskimo Joe's and one hideaway pizza. Norman has two. So it is hideaway pizza is in fact a Norman thing. Now we have twice as many as Stillwater does, but there is nothing in Waco. Uh, I've been there. There's traffic and there's a, I thought it was a high school stadium, but people told me that's where Baylor plays. I still don't believe him, but uh, give me the bears minus two and a half. I did not expect a Don Quixote reference, but here we go. Here we are. Ty once again taking us on a journey. Have no idea where he's going, but he's taking us on a journey, getting back to his roots. But I got to back the Bears here too. I was honestly, I went against them last week. I thought against a good defensive in Iowa State, I didn't think they were going to show up. And what scared me was that BYU game. Blake Shapin really not being trusted uh, by Jeff Grimes, by Dave Aranda to really throw the ball. And they let him throw it like a little bit. They they relied a little bit on the run, but that offense, like I wouldn't say is super clicking, but it was against a Iowa State team who has a good defense and a good home atmosphere. And when I look at uh, Oklahoma State, it's like, how is Oklahoma State going to beat me? And it's how they've been beating people all year long, and it's Spencer Sanders, and I hate that. I am not going to back Spencer Sanders to beat Baylor on the road, a team that Baylor, uh, pretty similar squad, like Baylor lost a lot, but beat in a neutral site last year, which I know was a little revenge spot uh, for that Big 12 championship game, but I hate the fact that Oklahoma State's defense hasn't been good this year, and they've relied on Spencer Sanders to win them games. I don't want that. I can't back that. Until proven otherwise, there's no way I'm touching them. At least Baylor's gone on the road, hostile environment, beating a good team. i am got to take Baylor here. No, I'm not a Spencer Sanders for Heisman type of guy. Yeah, no, I, I think the Spencer Sanders for Heisman hype is uh, a little bit ridiculous, mainly because, you know, it looks like, oh, he solved his, you know, turnover problem. They played Arizona State, who fired their coach, Central Michigan, and then Arkansas Pine Bluff. So, yeah, no, I, I would hope he would have solved his turnover problem against all of those. This Baylor defense is for real. This Oklahoma State defense hasn't been exposed yet, but it's about to. Um, even though Baylor's offense isn't super explosive, Blake Shapin, solid, solid quarterback. I like the Bears at home here. I think this two-and-a-half line is, is, is just – Vegas is undervaluing Baylor here a ton and i don't really get it but um i'm i'm for it because i think baylor gets a solid home win here so give me the bears hey ty i i might need you to get the gotta go fast because i'm about to go on a little hedge Ooh, right here you're gonna go um, fast yes i'm going go fast, fast and i'm hedging i talked very down on oklahoma state in the preseason i worried about their defense i really did um and i talked down on spencer sanders 
here's my thing. I still think that their defense is atrocious, and I think that Baylor's going to put up a lot of points on them. But there's just something that's just telling me that Spencer Sanders has a vendetta and is going to pull something out this game. And it just kind of just has this feeling in my chest. It doesn't seem right. It's not as logical. But going into Waco, after what happened in the Big 12 Championship, Spencer Sanders being a very longtime veteran with this program, goes out and wills his way to a win here. I just, I have this weird feeling deep down that's going to be it. I picked the favorite in the minus points all throughout the spread, and now I'm picking the plus. So Oklahoma State plus two and a half. I just got this weird feeling. Um, sometimes I do this where I just pick whenever I can kind of see a vision versus my logic, but it's a hedge because I talked very down on Oklahoma State in the preseason. There you go. All right. Jameson the Hedgehog, also an island boy. So moving on to the game that everybody is clearly thrilled for in the national media. Uh, not really, but uh, here on the Scooter Pod, we're pumped. It is the Oklahoma Sooners traveling to a uh, TCU team who is not favored by 13. Whoa. I forgot to change. I was about to say, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, easiest, easiest pick of all time. I forgot to change the <laughs> Give lines. Give me OU plus 13. Lock it in now. What's well, on the screen? Oklahoma <laughs> is favored by 13. Uh, Wait, no, no. Whoa, Oklahoma whoa. Oklahoma is not no, favored by 13. Oklahoma Wait. is favored by six. Okay. And a half. And a half. Yes. And a half. Ooh. My bad, everyone. I, I I'll go in and fix that. But very bad. Ooh. Jeez. Bobby yeah, was trying was... to test my will. He's like, will he choose TCU minus thirteen? <laughs> <laughs> no. How I much just... faith? <laughs> we should. Uh. We should. We should. Uh. Since this is an OU pod, we should put a tariff on Blake's lines as they come in. Yeah, every time he picks every time he picks TCU and Baylor, we add on like seven points to all his all his home lines. Oh my god. Well, yeah, no, I just saw the purple and I completely forgot to just change the line, I guess. Oh well, that'll get fixed in a moment. But while I figure that out, uh Jameson, who do you got in this one? Do you think the Sooners back bounce back and get the six and a half point cover on the road? Yeah, listeners, let me tell you a story. I actually was thinking TCU was going to cover this game coming into tonight. But then, luckily, we had a TCU preview before this episode that we recorded where Blake um, answered some questions from Ty, Bobby, and I about the TCU team. You could tell he was confident about this TCU team, but I kind of could figure out some things in between the lines. I didn't like how he said their offensive line wasn't that strong. I thought last week for Kansas State... That was their big point that pushed them across the um, the line to beat an OU team. It allowed Adrian Martinez to have plenty of time to throw the ball and pick apart our um, defense with scrambling opportunities and Deuce Vaughn just chip away at us. Um, TCU doesn't have as strong of an offensive line that I knew about in the preseason. And with him saying that it's kind of a weaker position for them, it worries me if they can kind of replicate a similar game to that of Kansas State. Um, if we can get a pass rush on Max Duggan, Hopefully get him out of rhythm. I think we can take this game. I still think I still think it's close. I still think this is going to be like a seven to ten point game for OU. Um, but I think that one point that he said in our preview really pushed me back to the Oklahoma side. Yeah, no, I I, I do think this is going to be a good game. Um, I think OU does have a lot of bounce back though. I think um, 
this is a team that is, you know, kind of pissed off, refocused. I don't know what it is, but I, I think they'll be back in line for this one. TCU to me still is a bit of an anomaly. Uh, they've only played three games. One of them was Tarleton State, who just recently, I believe, just bump, barely bumped up into being a relevant like college football team. So to me, like, like TCU just doesn't have a lot on tape that makes me think that, you know, they are. I, I don't know. I don't think they're that great. I don't think the success that they've had is enough to really scare me a ton. Um, especially, you know, when you talk about the concerns on the offensive line, um, you know, the defense not, you know, quite fully being there yet. I just feel like Oklahoma finds a way to get back in it, get the cover. Uh, I think, and not only that, I, I just, I don't think it's a very raucous road environment. I, I, any, any place where you have to pump, you know, crowd noise in because I've sat high enough where you can hear it. Uh, not, not ideal. It's an 11 AM kickoff. Uh, I, I just don't think Oklahoma is going to have a – I think it's going to be a tough game, but I don't think there's enough for me to worry about TCU getting this cover. Give me the Sooners by six and a half. I would take them at around like 12 if I could. Blake, are so. you all still dim boys? We still dim boys. I think they probably – I haven't been to a home game yet, so I'm curious if they still bring it out because things have changed under Sunny, so – there I don't know if we're still them boys, but in my heart, we are still them boys, and that's why I'm taking TCU plus the six and a half. I ain't worried. I like I texted some friends on the side, not not TCU fans, but I'm like, you know what, boys? I'm feeling a little confident this week. There's a lot of unknowns going into this game. I really have only seen one game for OU against a legitimate opponent. I've seen uh, about zero for TCU, but I'm loving I'm loving what I'm seeing. It's like, the defense isn't there, sure, but we don't give up big plays, which was kind of our kicker in the past versus OU. Our offense, it's like Max Duggan wasn't the guy in the past, but now he's kind of clicking, and I like our running game a lot. And so I think we can keep this close. Like, that's, I, I previewed a little bit more on, uh, you should go check out that preview pod just because I give a very much more in-depth uh, discussion of what I think about TCU, but... I'm just buying into the hype. Like, I'm excited what I saw last week. Uh, granted, it was a little scary at points, but I don't think OU's offense is as good as SMU's offense. And so I'm, like, feeling a little bit better about that. And it's like, obviously their defense is going to be way better, but I don't know. It's like, I I can convince myself that, hey, like, Brett Venables, like, he's been a coach he has been a head coach for long. Like there might be some growing pains there that we don't know about. It would, it really took the wind out of my sails that K-State beat uh, OU before TCU kind of had their chance at it, but I don't care. Give me the points. I might take, I might take a little money line as well, folks. That's, there you go. that's all I got to say. I'm not with Bobby that you should not take that OU alt line minus 13. I don't <laughs> believe in that. So give me Fair the frogs. Enough. I love Fair it. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Ty, who do you got? Here, here's the thing. So like Blake said, I, I would encourage anyone to go listen. We just did a good 30-minute preview of this game uh, that you can find on wherever you're listening to this one, uh, I'm sure. But so I want to I dive into something because it's, it's OU minus 6.5. Obviously, we haven't covered that before, but 6 really is the crucial number there. And 6 is also a crucial number uh, in another way. So I want to take you guys through – 
uh, and I prepared Uh-oh. a, a quick Where are presentation. You going with this? I prepared a quick <laughs> presentation. It is quick, uh, but I will be reading it aloud, so it will be auditory for our beloved podcast listeners as well. So let's take a look at TCU's schedule. So Colorado, they're 1-0. They beat Colorado. Tarleton, they are now 2-0. They beat Tarleton. SMU, 3-0. They beat SMU. Here comes OU. They lose. OU covers. Spoiler alert. So now they're 3-1. Okay, here comes Kansas. They lose to Kansas. They're 3-2. Here comes Oklahoma State. They lose. They're 3-3. Here comes Kansas State. They lose. They're 3-4. West Virginia, they beat West Virginia. They're now 4-4. Are they going to get sick? Are they going to get to a bowl game? Here comes Texas Tech, the Cactus Gang. They beat Texas Tech. They're 5-4. Here comes Texas. 5-5. They lose to Texas. Here comes Baylor. If they lost to Texas, they're going to lose to Baylor. They're 5-6. Oklahoma State, they lose to Oklahoma State. They're five and seven. They don't disagree. Oh, God. They don't even make a bowl this year. You got to have six games. Oh, my God. You got to have six wins to make a a bowl game. Give me OU minus 6.5. You heard it here first. See, at least Ty went realistic and didn't troll you by having the Cactus Gang beat you. Yeah, that's true. But we do play Baylor really close, if not beat them in like almost every year. So Oh, you play okay. Yeah, I'll tell the playoff committee that you guys are five and seven, but you played Baylor really close. <laughs> no, I, I think like we beat them last year with Chandler Morris. Could we see that again this year? But we'll Chandler we'll Morris there. is the best OU quarterback who's not playing at SMU right now. All all right. There there you go. But anyways, let's move on to our favorite pick of the week. It's time for the wild card. Why are the brakes working? Because I cut the brakes! Wild card, bitches! Yeah! What? Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! All right, Ty, you got the uh, lead off here. Who do you got? So let me tease one. There were two that jumped out to mind. I, I will tease the one I didn't take first. Michigan minus 11 against Iowa was looking real, real juicy. If you look at all of their uh, everything's, uh, I really like that one. I don't want to dive into it deeper on the off chance that one of you guys is taking it, but I know we're not big on on Big Ten or, or big brand name matchups. The one I ended up taking, the one I, I have taken as my wild card this week is a bit riskier, which is risky, risky to do when you're in last place as I am. But my, my heart is attached to this team. And no, it is not the uh, USC-Arizona State game that I'm not touching any of that uh, with a 10-foot pole. But I am a, a beloved fan of the Oregon Ducks. I just, I think they're neat. I don't know what's, I don't know what, what uh, I like the uniform thing, but I just think they're, I think they're neat. And uh, I know OU has some bad history with them, uh, but I just, I don't know. I got a soft spot for the Ducks. So the Ducks are currently, again, with DraftKings, our wonderful sponsors, as of time of recording, around nine on Wednesday. They're minus 17 against the Stanford Cardinals, or I guess just Stanford's singular Cardinal. Uh, Stanford is one and two. They've lost to USC, which they lost uh, by several touchdowns. And then they also lost to Washington, which they lost by several touchdowns. I know people are still down on Oregon. The Ducks got absolutely um, – I don't – what's a way that you cook Ducks? Uh, they got uh, cooked in the oven and basted with butter by the Bulldogs. Duck confit. Confit. Some nice duck confit. Don't talk about feet. Leave Caleb Williams out of this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the Ducks have – they've put up – I mean, they beat BYU. That was a big one. Uh, and then they had a big shootout. You know, it was close. 
against uh, Washington State, but that was a uh, Washington State is a much better team than the Stanford team. So I think it is very, very risky. I don't like it at all. Uh, the Ducks have, have been known to burn people against the spread this year, but I got a soft spot for them. Uh, and it just didn't feel sporting to take the Michigan minus 11 line uh, when I can go with a team that I profess to love for uh, and rarely picked with. So give me Oregon minus 17 against Stanford Cardinal. Fair enough. Blake, who do you got? Yeah, so uh, like I texted in the group today, feeling a little cocky, a little just there's something about it this week. It's after last week I got out of the doldrums. I'm feeling good. And I see that man over in the far left corner. <laughs> and his his rise to power after last week. And I said, I was like, you know what I'm hungry for? I'm going up to the weekend spread counter and ordering the Dirty Jaime special. Oh. I want some Boko plus yes. 22 yes. <laughs> versus James Madison. Oh. I think... I think oh. this James Madison team, they've been very fortunate. They played nobody, then played App State. They did the New England Patriots to the Atlanta Falcons. They drove 28-3, to won that game. I think that's very hype. That offense is going good. But Jameson mentioned it before. There's some there's some things to like about this Boko squad. Like, they limit the pass. Like, they, they did it against Baylor. Like, he sent that little stat, like that little score bug, stat bug of what Texas State was doing to Baylor, and honestly, it didn't show it in the score, but it showed it in the box score, and that's what I like. <laughs> I think 22 points is too many points. I'm hoping, like like with NC State, you hope that hurricane kind of comes in late, makes it all nice and sloppy, then that plus 22 is even more of a lock. So, I like that. But then, the w- the waitress across the counter asked me, would you like to make that a double? That dirty high may special, would you like it to be a double? And I oh, say yes. yes. So Bobby, hit it. Ooh. You never saw this coming. I summoned part of green. I'm making it extra sloppy this week, <laughs> and I am going against a team that has screwed us all. Give me San Jose State, minus two and a half, minus three versus Wyoming. I told y'all no, I'm feeling what are you doing? I'm, I told y'all I'm feeling cocky this week. I'm going for a Boco win and a cover against the Wyoming Cowboys. I don't care. San Jose State can air it out. Wyoming, we saw they can stop the run. They stopped Air, air Force, but hey, BYU was just throwing the ball everywhere on them. And I think Cordero, the former Hawaii quarterback, is going to be flinging it against the Cowboys. I'm getting a nice, nice, dirty Jaime sloppy double this week. I'm going to do what somebody has not done on this podcast before, cover against Wyoming, and get the Boko plus points cover. Give me San Jose State plus the Boko, the Bobcat, Wildcats. Oh, oh my god. My that is that is the dirtiest pair of wild card slash pot of greed ever. You went with the two most cursed teams in the history of our show. So maybe it balances itself that out is... and you win both. But wait, no, wow. I don't go for balance, Bobby. Yeah, that is the definition <laughs> of, a, no. of a bold wow. move. And into the valley of six hundred rode the uh, the light brigade. Here we go. Oh my god. Another literary ref. I'm hot on the literary references. 
that that Blake that is is charging his light brigade into that. the valley of the worst two teams on the weekend spread. Who I've never wow. done Wyoming though, so I don't know. I, Wyoming, been, it's not betting never, on Wyoming. It's if you bet. Well, it's I don't even think I've ever Wyoming bet too. a Wyoming. I don't think I've ever even yeah. bet a Wyoming game. Like I've never even, you know, mm-hmm. I have. I I can't like. I haven't put my hand on that stove. If that, they go for yeah. you, they burn you. If you or if you go for Wyoming, they burn you. If you go against Wyoming, they burn you. Yeah. No matter whatever you go with. Yeah, they it's usually, like um, it's like the curse. 1984 movie with Matthew Broderick, War Games. The only way to win is not to play. That's exactly. With Wyoming. Exactly. Exactly. But all right, my pick. This is tricky, and I feel like they're, you know, I I actually really did like Michigan Iowa as well, but you know. Honestly, it got brought up already, and I kind of don't want to do that. So I'm going to roll with um, a team that is undefeated against the spread. Really like them. They're at home. Only a 12-point favorite against the Purdue Boilermakers. Give me the uh, Minnesota Golden Govers at home to cover 12. Um, They've been consistent. They've been really good. They just absolutely clobbered. (laughs) What's wrong, Blake? You're looking like... Ah. You know it. You know it. You, like me, are a lover of Penn State, and how they played against Penn State was honestly pretty spectacular. And now you're going on a little rant about how 12 points at home, they can cover that? Come on. Produce a legit team. Yeah, produce a legit team. 12 points? I'll take 12. I'll definitely take 12 against them Mm. at home. Going Going against Pete. Yeah, oh, on the spread. I, I will fade Purdue Pete. Mm. They beat Florida Atlantic by two, Blake. Shut up. I didn't know everyone was doing bold, bold moves tonight. I'm excited to see what James two has. losses. They Good beat story. Florida Atlantic by two. They lost to Syracuse on the road, which is no, that's that's a fair loss. Syracuse is pretty solid. And their their Are only you? win is their only like really solid win is beating Indiana State by 56. I'm Are I'm you? fine with, with Minnesota okay. here. Okay. You know Purdue has the the always each year they upset somebody. Somebody's the on that upset watch. You hope you hope that's not the case. You don't have that West Lafayette weirdness this time. So it, it is in Minnesota. It's at TCF Bank Stadium or whatever the hell. So hopefully hopefully I don't get bit by Purdue by Purdue Pete. Uh I will I will have nightmares well, he of him. He doesn't bite, he hits you with a sledgehammer. <laughs> No, it's not a true. bit. He carries a sledgehammer around. Well, he might also bite you before he hits you with it. <laughs> no, I think the sledgehammer is more of a. That's got more reach than a bite. Or he might. He probably. He probably eats you after he bonks you. He looks like a cannibal. But anyways, <laughs> I, I digress. Oh, I'm gonna bonk. Clip that. He probably eats you after he bonks you. Oh god! Next, just, next. out of context. Okay, well, not to be, good. To be not fair, good. Davis fair. With Bobby's track oh. record on the quad, if he says he probably eats you, you'd have to clarify if you're talking cannibalism or something else. Oh my god. Uh, Jameson this one is more or less advertiser friendly. Woof. Jameson, <laughs> take it away. I'm so like this wild card is really throwing me off guard. So I'm gonna recenter. <laughs> Let me just say something. Um this I thought this was gonna be an easy week. I thought this was gonna be easy. I wasn't even gonna think about it. Boko went about and they handled Houston Christian, Houston Baptist. Didn't even let them score a point. It was great. I had no worries in the world that they were going to cover that game. 
But then Blake has to come and ruin everything now. And he is picking Boko this week to cover the spread. Last time <laughs> I decided. Is that Jim Dixon? With, I don't Jim Dixon, boys. <laughs> wait, wait. Blake, why do you have a bobblehead of George Bush on your desk? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, y'all are. The wait, Jim wait, Dixon wait. curse. Ty, why do, you have a, to... why do you have a Barbara Bush bobblehead? Why do you have two Barbara Bush bobbleheads? <laughs> Oh my God! This is getting so. And this one's here. actually Nancy Reagan. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Let me, the throat goat. Let, we, let me just say that <laughs> I think Boko is so going to cover versus James Madison for all the same reasons that Blake did. But last time we were super confident on a Boko cover. They played Nevada. Something bad happened, and I don't know how it happened, but it did. So, for Boko's standpoint, I'm sending this one out, but I will be cheering for them and you, Blake, for to get that cover. My next one up was uh, referenced already. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to pick Michigan minus 11. That just seems too easy. But that was my next pick. But now y'all are kind of like guilting me out of it. Like, I don't want to pick Michigan anymore because it's there. (sighs) But I'm really torn. So should I go with my number three in my head or do I go with Michigan? Number three, um, let's get else, weird. Everyone else has got bold moves tonight. That's all. So I'm this doing. isn't bold, though. This isn't bold. This number three is when I thought one of y'all were going to pick. I'm going to pick mm. Air Force minus 14 versus Navy. And I think Air Force being at home with Navy getting a little bit more hype after beating East Carolina in an overtime game. Uh, I'm just not buying that Navy hype. And I understand betters are a little bit beware about what happened with Air Force earlier a couple weeks ago. Um, but they're still a really high-end quality team. So I know this isn't sexy because my pick was taken from me, and I'm not going to um, go with Blake. I'm going to go with Air Force minus 14. Fair enough. Good Here's move. a real quick. So I think, admittedly, I think that is probably the best line of the weekend. I couldn't do it, obviously, as a, I'm a legitimate, not a bit. I, I am a, a Navy fan. Um, a lot of things started to click for, for us, for Navy in that ECU win. And that still took, you know, several overtimes and and just barely squeaking it out against an ECU team. This, this is a rivalry. This is very, very much a rivalry game. It means a lot to the players. And I understand this Air Force team has, has stumbled in the past, but I, I really, really, as someone who follows uh, Air Force a little bit and the Navy every week, I I think I could not take it. I, I can't, um, condone it as as a legitimate navy fan but uh yeah that is i think probably one of the better lines i think that one's more of a an easy take than uh the michigan one so yeah i'm i'm still pretty big on air force as well i like that a lot so i i think that's a really good prudent pick for sure like i I know you're big on air force you like it oh yeah i love i'm huge air force fan like besides that wyoming win or loss i i feel great about them i was looking through their schedule because i have them like every way shape and form i have their over on their win total them to win the division and them to win the conference so i am like very highly leveraged on air force this year so i'm very i'm very much watching their progress throughout (laughs) but i feel 
I feel good about it. Like, the only thing you have to worry about is just, like, Service Academy weirdness. It's, like, even when years when Army or Navy are better, like, they always kind of, like, make it sloppy a little bit. Uh, but I just think Air Force has kind of found the formula uh, lately to be just a little bit more kind of like the elite Service Academy right now. So, Cool. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. So, all right. Jameson, got it? We're good? Nope. Yes. Pot of greed go, go Boko. No, I actually was considering doing Pot of Greed until he picked Poco. Ah, well, there you go. But no, I, had I, was my, I, had to, I had to tribute. I had to tribute Jaime today with my man. What a great slate! My double that. Jaime sloppy yeah. special. Well, I'm cheering yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. At, at this rate, we might actually have to do a Pot of Greed, like re reload the Pot of Greeds at like the halfway point. No, I'm gonna right. hold mine. I'm gonna hold it to the end. Oh, oh all right. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby finding a way to Honestly, change the rules partway through the season. I'm just looking at this Classic. pot of greed. I'm looking at this pot of greed clip, and I love it, and I don't want it to go away for like the, the rest of the year. Theoretically, years. like er, y'all did it right. Like you should spend it early on in the season when like books don't know the value of teams yet. Like the longer you go into the season, the harder it gets, and so. technically the correct move we don't need to do another pot of greed but maybe there maybe there could be something something. we need to know we'll find some sort of gimmick well we usually have a double wild card weekend Mm. every every now and then Mm. i'm just gonna hold on to my wild me my pot of greed um, I'm in the lead right now. I'm just gonna hold, hold on to your it. wild card. Refuse. <laughs> just goes God, I would be so dominant if I could refuse to do a wild card the whole season. Jamison goes pot of greed and uses it on like the Heisman, like at the end of the year. Yeah, there's no there's no established rule on what it can be used for, so you can just declare. He waits till the he waits till the bowl game when every like that one team just everybody on their team opts out like Florida last year versus UCF it's like everybody has opted out or transferred (laughs) and it's like pot of greed (laughs) I use pot of I use pot of greed to uh, place a bet on Manchester City straight up money line yeah (laughs) stuff like that yeah just get real weird with it but all right guys that's all we have all of our picks in so we're all pumped uh, for the weekend Um, I know. Um, Jameson, me and, uh, Blake are going to be in Fort Worth. So very fun times, very pumped for it. But, um, anyways, that's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show as always shout out to our sponsor DraftKings Sportsbook, who provided all of the lines as well as Raycon who, you know, shout out Raycon. But, uh, anyways, that's all we have for this week. We'll see y'all next week when we uh, make more picks and break down OU Texas. It's all, it's it can't believe it's Red River already. This season has just flown by. But um anyways. All right. Good luck out there. Have a good weekend everyone. Shout out Raycon headphones. They hit the headphone game first. They hit it first. Raycon headphones.